Ladies and gentlemen, we have here another celebrity biography looking and focusing on Wilma Rudolph. Let's listen attentively and see if we can learn something more. if I was getting paid for this, but I'm not. Wilma Glodine Rudolph, June 23, 1940, November the 12th, 1994, was an American athlete. Rudolph was considered the fastest woman in the world in the 1960s and competed in two Olympic Games in 1956 and in 1960. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's see what else I got here. They got it running across the screen slow, so I got to read slow. And they got some great pictures. So they they're not staying. They're just showing pictures now. Uh, let's see what they got here. All this history. Just imagine. I mean, let me stop it. Pause it for a minute. Just imagine being sick as a child and not being able to to walk, being so sick that it cripples you. And, you know, um, during those times as an African-American female, seeing a black doctor and going to not being able to go to uh, physical therapy, you know, or take your child to physical therapy, and everything on a regular basis. And the doctor thought, you know, well, hey, you can do physical therapy at home, maybe even more, you know, at home than, you know, you normally would come into the office, our office, and just keep doing it on a regular basis, keep at it and everything. And that's what happened. She Her leg got stronger. She, she got over her sickness. And, um... She was able to uh, grow and uh, grow up, and her leg got stronger. And she, you know, went to a high school that her coach helped her to uh, run track with other students that were interested in the same thing and stuff. And uh, she got faster, faster, running more laps. 
you know, just keeping her strength up and everything and, and, and her lessons and stuff. Next thing you know, she put America on the map. And I mean, she was fast. Okay. So let me find something else on Wilma Rudolph. Right quick, I saved a lot of videos, great videos, been doing my research. And we are learning a lot to, about Wilma. I'm not talking about just random stuff, you know, boring stuff that a lot of other people talk about. I can't stand that shit, excuse my French. If you're not learning something, and it's not, and it's not about money, it just don't make sense. So, okay, I can I can just I can hear anybody ramble about nothing. So I'm the type of person that if I can't learn something from it or make money, it just don't make sense. All right, let's go to um, let's see what else. Let's see what we have here. I know I, I saved a lot a lot of stuff yesterday about Wilma Rudolph. Yeah, let's see. We want to get these videos heard because a lot of these videos I haven't heard. I remember watching the movie a long time ago and I forgot. It's been so long. Uh, when I watched it the second time, I don't. It's just like I was watching it for the first time because I didn't. I don't remember all the details that was included into the, the first time I watched it. Let's see. Let's see what this is about. Let's see what this is about. Oh, this is another one. This is another read. It's basically saying the same thing other other ones said as well. Let's see. This one might have some. Let me just put in uh again the interview. And then you can do this on your own time if you can see, but if you can't see, uh that's what I'm doing here. Being a, a good Samaritan bringing this <laughs> to you. Okay, here's one. Let's pay attention. Rent or buy The Invisible Man on your go-to app for videos. Watch it now on YouTube. Well, you know, in my sport, you take a picture of me on my back, you know, laying down and horizontally filming the judge the fight. Also, keeping it set up nine inches tall. With those long, <laughs> long arms, you can touch the end of the pool. Sure, I just, you know, dive off the wall, turn around, come back. <laughs> Hi, Wilma, how are you? It's been some time since I've seen you, but uh, you've always been active with uh, the Olympic uh, Committee, and you're now spokespersons for Minute Maid. Yeah, for Minute Maid, and we have a fantastic time. We're Are you traveling, traveling all over the country? All over the country. Yeah. Now, you live in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Yes. Where do you live, John? Pasadena, oh, California, Rose okay. Bowl, and all that stuff. Where you can swim all year round. You had a movie made on your life recently called Yes, Wilma. I did. Uh, two years ago. How did that uh, feel to see your life? Frightening. Was it? Uh, you know, you think all of your life uh, this is something that you want to do. And then every time they do this, the person has deceased or they, you know, they were very ill or something like that. And I kept thinking, flying all over the world, I will not make it.
until the day that they show the movie. You oh, know? but you did. But I did. But you have such uh, an interesting story because you, you as a child, you had a, you wore braces, didn't you? Yes, I was born with a series of childhood illnesses, and the end result for me was polio. And I was in braces until I was nine, and from nine on, I was determined that I wasn't going to wear braces all of my life. And the Olympics was what it was about for Wilma. That's an incredible story. Thank you. Sure, you having a reunion tonight? Right. There's going Olympic to be a reunion at the Harvard Club where the members of the New England Olympians, which are members of former Olympic teams, are going to gather together to sort of be reintroduced to the media, just to get people thinking about the Olympics. They are, a, you know, a year away, but the training goes on four years at a stretch. I mean, it's nonstop, and we have to begin to think that, hey, uh, we have to support our Greco-Roman wrestlers or our fencers or our gymnasts, not once every four years, but all the time. And so that's what corporate sponsors who help finance our training centers and the, uh, the outfitting of the athletes. That's interesting. I never met a Greco-Roman wrestler. What do they look like? The thing that makes it so fantastic is that there's never been another time in history where past Olympians have been honored at any time other than at the moment that they go to the Olympics. And what it's all about is the people that have gone, that have represented their country well, that believe in their country, that believe in our programs, the Olympic movement. And uh, John and I have had a fantastic time. How did it feel to win gold, to win the gold medal? You first. Well, it's kind of hard to describe. What you have to understand is that most Olympic athletes, because it's an amateur sport, they do it for the love of the sport, not for the money. I mean, it's not like an additional $5,000 on the contract. Standing on the award stands that are, you know, clean, white, fiberglass, and getting the, the medal placed around you, well, it's a real validation of, in my case, it was eight years of long, hard work, four hours a day, six days a week, 11 months a year. You're talking 10 miles. I'm going to pause it right there and <clears throat> catch you up on something. Uh, John Nader is a swimmer. He's a swimmer. Swim laps in the Olympics. He's a guest on the show as well as Wilma. And this interview was in 19, let's see, Olympian champion, international sports icon, and track and field, following her success in the 1956 and 1960 Olympic Games. John Nader is an American former competition swimmer, five-time Olympic medalist, and former world record holder in multiple events. So I just wanted to catch you up, let you know who voice that was. In the water. This is the 100-meter backstroke at the Montreal Olympic Games. Uh, feeling that, that pervaded the entire natatorium was one of excitement. and I really felt that the Americans were backing me and that they were rejoicing in my victory. Uh, what's, you ever what's, figured out how much time you spent in the water? Oh, it's about 8,000 hours in between the Munich and Montreal oh, games. Oh, my so gosh. You don't look like a broom. <laughs> You're not shriveled up at all. fingers here and everything. Yeah. No, but it was, uh, it was really neat to know that the country backed me. It's, oh, it's, look at that. The expression. Yay, hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I say hot dog too. Hard to be back. I mean, my gosh, you're out there representing America. Well, considering swimming and, and running. Well, look at the other countries. Most every other uh, country represented in the Olympics is sponsored or supported yeah. by their government, and that's because you know, hey, the Soviets say, "Wow, this is a victory for the communist pol policies," and it doesn't logically hold true. And since America is doing it almost without government sponsorship, I mean, we have some occasional yeah. grants that come our way, but. Well, it mostly comes from 5 and $10 donations from the American public. Plus, I guess uh, in this Olympiad, it's a $26 million budget that has to be raised without the use of government funds. We have we a have clip of Wilma. <clears throat> yeah, and I was thinking, well, we take a look at Wilma in action. 
Our girls are going to have their hands full with those East Germans. They really come up with good traffic guards, don't they? Oh, Every sport. Yes, sure. but if you watch Stargate, um, we have one of the greatest runners in the United yeah, States of Los America, Angeles. Evelyn Ashford. Yeah. So, you know, my philosophy has always been that, you know, we think in terms of Russian East German system. This is the 200 meters in Rome, Italy, and this is where I take my second gold medal. This race for me was always the easiest race that I ever ran because of my size. I was the first six-foot runner in the United States of America, mm -hmm. and everything had to be adjusted to me. But with my style of running, the farther I ran, the faster I became. So that was a sort of an easy victory, and Is I expected to win this. Yes, that was the 200 meters. And that was my second gold medal. Oh, what a thrill. Yes. And I think what makes it so great for us in this country is that you see an Evelyn Ashford, and you see the programs that we have, our Olympic movement, and uh, what we do for our athletes. And they have freedom of choice. And it makes it great because Evelyn was free to make the choice to go into athletics, and she is becoming successful Did right she now. surprise you? No, not really. The only thing I'm, I'm a little bit upset about is it's, there's a long year in between. She had to be very careful by 1980 so that she might be able to maintain. 22 children? Yes. Boy, did your dad have a lot of money, huh? <laughs> I'll tell you, he worked a lot, though, didn't he? But I only have four. You only well, have being the 20th, I was at the very bottom, so most of them were married. I have nieces oh. and nephews that are older than I, or, you know, so it, it worked well, out well. Oh, you weren't really all well. home at the same time. No, there was oh, never boy. more than eight of us home at one time. Well, <laughs> at least you can see where Wilma got her endurance. We have now gone and have our um, first facility in Colorado Springs, the Olympic yeah. training site. So that is yeah, what it's all about. Is that? That's good. The altitude training is good for the athletes because when they come back to normal, or if, even if they compete at altitude, they have the advantage over you. Hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Boy, yeah. Just hearing her voice is something else. You know, when you watch the movie and you see the actor acting out Wilma's life and, you know, you, you want to hear her real voice, you want to know what she looked like for real and stuff like that, that's very, you know, that this is something that's all new to me right now. Because I never looked it up. I just watched the movie long ago, forgot it. Now, being, you know, just watching it yesterday and bringing this recording to you, I get to hear for the first time while you listen Wilma's voice, Wilma Rudolph's voice, and John Nader as well. Uh, learn something new. Okay, stay tuned. We're, I'm going to bring you now, uh, as promised. On another episode, uh, I think this is uh, somebody that's getting on Mark Zuckerberg's butt about uh, something. She has a rant or something on her mind. Uh, yeah. yeah.